0: Welcome to the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast, where we bring you amazing guests on the cutting edge of science, health, and business each week to share strategies you can use to get the breakthrough that you are looking for in your life. I am your host, Chris Donahue, and with me is my co host, Dr. Nevada Gray. We're so glad that you're joining us today, and we'd like to invite you to join our free, private Facebook community. Mind Body Breakthroughs. The views expressed on the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast are the opinions of the hosts and guests and are not to be taken as medical advice, as the hosts and guests do not provide medical care. Information provided is for educational purposes only. You should consult your medical provider in relation to your personal health and prior to making any changes in your diet or fitness. Caitlin Weeks is a certified nutrition consultant, former personal trainer, and owner of the popular keto blog, grassfedgirl.com. She is the best-selling author of Mediterranean Paleo Cooking, a book that incorporates the Mediterranean diet and ancestral foods into easy, flavorful recipes. After yo-yo dieting and excessively exercising through her teens and 20s, she was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. While learning to heal her own thyroid issues with a full-body approach, including getting rid of the toxins in her home, she chronicled the journey on her blog to help others dealing with similar issues. Her mission is to empower people to challenge conventional wisdom, And find wellness through a nutrient dense animal based diet. Proud affiliate of Redmond Real Salt, the best tasting and most mineral rich salt on the market without the microplastics and other issues of conventional salts. See the show notes for 15% off your order.
1: Hi, guys. We have Caitlin with us, who is the Grass-Fed Girl. And we're extremely excited to have you today, Caitlin. How
2: are you doing? Great. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Um. So we just wanted to start for uh, those of our listeners that are unfamiliar with who you are, if you could give us a brief synopsis and summary of your journey so far.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, it started when I was a kid. I was real overweight. And then I learned about dieting when I was a little older, so I was kind of yo-yo dieting. And then in college, I got up to my highest weight, which was 240 pounds. And then after college, I made a decision to lose weight, and I lost about 90 pounds through low-fat dieting and exercise, excessive exercise. But then, um, and and I thought everything was going really good because I looked the part. And I became a personal trainer and it was all really going good. But then I got really sick with Hashimoto's autoimmune thyroid disease out of nowhere. And so it really made a shift and changed everything for me. And I made a lot of changes at that point and learned about how I could change my diet and my lifestyle in order to get healthier and take control back of my health. And so it's been a different... It's been a different focus since then. It's more about health rather than just aesthetics. And so that's kind of where I'm at now. And, and that's pretty much when I started my online business as well and trying to spread the word to others that we can take control of our health with our diet and environment. That's
1: awesome. Awesome. I I absolutely love everything that you're doing in your business. And I follow your Instagram account very closely. And I'm just curious, how did you go about first empowering yourself when you had your Hashimoto's diagnosis? Because a lot of patients are newly diagnosed and there's so much information on, on the internet and health and fitness. It can be overwhelming with where to start. And I was just wondering if you could walk us through your process for that of how you empowered yourself and barriers that you overcame during that process in treating your Hashimoto's.
2: Well, I think, I mean, it helped a little bit at that time. It wasn't, it was about 2009, 2010. And the internet was not exactly what it is now. I feel like you didn't just Google every single thing. You you actually talked to people. So I was working on just asking a lot of questions to the people around me. And luckily I was in San Francisco at that time. So I was able to talk to a lot of people that thought outside the box. And, um, I mean, that's just not a requirement, but I feel like now you do have the internet. So all you have to do is, is look a little bit outside of, don't just take what your doctor said like look beyond that and empower yourself. The information is out there. Uh, I had, I was lucky. I was friends with a naturopathic doctor. So I was able to ask for the right test, get the right test and get the right medication very quickly. Um, but, and I was also in holistic nutrition school at that time. So I was able to look, use those resources as well. Um, so that was, I just say don't just take your doctor's answer. Just keep looking.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And it's uh it's a very empower empowering message for people. I know sometimes with a diagnosis like that, you know, it's devastating. People uh you know assume, okay, well, this is this is it now. This is my life, and it really defines them. It's one of the things that we like to talk a lot about in this podcast is not letting your condition define you. And rising above and overcoming. What would you say was kind of the moment where you kind of had that aha and you realized, all right, I can do this, I can beat this thing?
2: Well, I think I don't remember exactly, you know, it seemed like it all kind of happened at once, but I remember one of the first resources I was exposed to was the. Uh, Dr. Karazian, why do I still have uh, thyroid symptoms when my lab tests are normal? And he was actually speaking a lot in the Bay Area at that time. And seeing him speak was just like, oh, you know, there's so much I can do at home. There's so much I can do with my, you know, he, he was pretty much preaching a paleo diet at that time. And you know I bought into that hook line and sinker, which I mean was very helpful for me at the time, and it helped me to not progress. And also one of the things he really harped on was the fact that you will get more autoimmune diseases if you don't change. And that really scared the crap out of me. So I was like, I don't want that. Um I had seen my stepdad, um, you know, a lot of people in my family having autoimmune diseases that were, so I just was really scared from that. And I was like, I don't want to get more. I want to just go get healthier not get worse, (laughs) you know? And so, um, that scared me straight, I guess. (laughs) And I was like, like so low fat calorie counting and all that. And I was just so sick of that. And I was ready to try something different. So when they said, oh, you can eat fat, and you can eat meat. And, you know, I was like, oh, okay, great. (laughs) I'm ready. So tired of being hungry and moody. And, you know, so that it was really good. Um, I I was ready to change.
1: (laughs) So where are you now in your nutrition journey, as far as treating your Hashimoto's? Can you speak a little bit about your experience with that?
2: Well, um, you know, first I was doing paleo and, you know, I still believe in a lot of the ideas about paleo that the nutrition density and, um, and the ancestral perspective. And, um, but I found quickly that, and I already kind of knew I was a sugaraholic and, um, especially, I mean, even doing Weight Watchers and all that, I was, always very sensitive to sugar. So I would gravitate towards the fake sugars and stuff. Um, but then I knew I couldn't eat the sweet potatoes and the, the, the fruit and all that. Cause I would just, you know, one slice of watermelon is like, how about the whole watermelon, you know, <laughs> like whatever fruit it is, it doesn't matter. It's all sugar to me anyway, then and to, to everyone really. But, uh, so I, I quickly dropped the carbs, from the paleo diet. And then, you know, then it started to be called, you know, keto. So I was like, Oh, it's keto now. Okay. So, so I was doing, (laughs) so I was doing keto pretty much. And, um, I was, I became friends with Jimmy Moore, like really early on. And, um, you know, went on the low carb cruise and all that kind of stuff and, um, met a lot of people in the low carb and keto community. And, uh, keto was really great too. I mean, it was awesome, but I just couldn't really, it seemed like I was just kind of stalled out um, and I couldn't do the low protein. Like if the more fat I did, it was just like, it just got really out of balance. It was just like so f- high fat. So it'd be like fat bombs. And, you know, it was just like, and I was still hungry. So I was like, okay, eat a can of macadamia. And that's like, okay, there's 20 bucks and 3000 calories or whatever. And you're like, okay, I'm still hungry. I don't understand this. And then, um, so I really was, I mean, I like fat of course, but I, but I just couldn't do the like low protein and worrying about that was really stressful for me. I can't worry about how much protein I'm having and how much fat I hate that, you know, because especially coming from such a restrictive dieting background anyway. So a couple, about 10, well, it was really about a year ago. My friend Vivica from Nourish Caveman, I don't know if you know her she kept saying you need to do carnivore you need to do carnivore because i was still having some digestive really slow digestion and uh she kept saying you need to do carnivore and i was like i don't want to hear that like (laughs) shut up i don't that's crazy those people are nuts you know and then uh and plus i knew like i'm a full-on person so i was like i took it as like a life sentence you know i wasn't just like oh and she just kept saying, well, try it for 30 days. And I was like, uh, okay, I guess. And finally I was home for like a month. So I was like, okay, I'll try it for 30 days. And uh, she said, so I, and I immediately dropped 10 pounds that I've been trying to lose for like 10 years, you know, <laughs> And I was like, okay, maybe there's something to this. Cause I was eating a lot. Like I was, eat, I mean, I was eating like 2,500 calories a day because she said, just eat to your full and also around that time, my sister was doing it too. Just she was doing it on her own um, because her husband got her into it. So I had two people like in my ear, try this, try this, try this. It's going good because she lost all her baby weight without exercising or anything. And um, and I started noticing that and I was like, and she was like, and my sister kept saying, you can eat all you want. You don't have to like count or restrict. So I was like, all right, I'll try it. So I felt amazing. And after 30 days, I was like, well, I'm not going to stop because why would I stop? I'm full all the time. I'm, I'm not counting anything. I'm totally satisfied with what, and I started craving meat just 24 seven. I mean, that was all I wanted to eat. I didn't want to eat anything else. Like all the, the ideas of eating, you know, like I'm a, like, I love summer fruits and anything like that just that it evaporated chocolate. I'm a chocolate fanatic, you know, Well, I used to be. And I mean, and I didn't have any sweeteners, no sweeteners. I mean, I would eat sweeteners three times a day, like keto sweeteners. So for all that to be off my back was like amazing. So I was just like, I'm going to keep track, keep going, you know, with, with this. And so now it's been, oh, I, guess, I don't know, te- in October, it'll be a year. So it's, I guess, 10 months now, maybe almost or something like that so i guess i haven't died of scurvy yet
0: (laughs) well congratulations i my story is a similar uh similar path there and it is so freeing i love the ease and the simplicity of of carnivore it's just uh so easy a caveman can do it and they did (laughs) um one of the things caitlin that i appreciate about your story Uh, It was kind of near and dear to my heart. I was a neurotoxic program director for many years and helped people to deal with toxicity issues. Um, And I know that that, you know, played a featuring role in your healing. I wondered if you can just talk to us about that for just a couple of minutes. What did you learn and what were some of your experiences detoxing your home and your life?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't remember. I mean, it kind of started, you know, that awareness started when, i got sick the first time it was like i started switching things um just as best i could kind of like switching to dr bonners or you know something like that was an easy switch and like learning about like i learned about fluoride and i was like oh i don't want that you know so i switched to a different toothpaste and then i a lot of people in my family have breast cancer um so was like i don't want this deodorant like it seemed like it made so much sense like why would you put something toxic like right here on your like under your arm where their breast tissue is you know it's like didn't make any sense to me so I was like well I'll switch my deodorant and and then I started uh and I had a friend about 2014 that told me about essential oils and I was like okay, sure. And there was several of them that they said would help your thyroid. And so I, I tried those and, um, I really liked them. I'm, I was suffering with a lot of like, I've always had like bladder inflammation. So that helped a lot with that, with the oils that, and, um, so I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, I got, I got into that and, And I was so happy because I didn't, I didn't want to be always running to the doctor for every single thing. I was like, there's ways I can do this at home. You know, I can take care of myself at home. Like, a, you know, you get a sniffle or a cough or sneeze or whatever, and you could take care of yourself at home. It's just another way to empower your health and, and, and not always be looking outside to, to do, to take something, you know, for, for a prescription or whatever.
1: Yes, it's oftentimes that whatever we need is right inside of our body. If we just listen to its cues, it tells us what to do. And I'm also a user of essential oils. I completely detoxed my home and I make all my own products uh, from makeup to soaps to cleaning supplies. Uh, So I'm right on board Uh, with you for that. And you do a great job on your media platforms with that. I follow you uh, for the essential oils, as well as all of your carnivore tips. So that's awesome. And one thing I'm really interested in is, when did you decide to create your brand and your business?
2: Well, I think I kind of knew when I got sick that the personal training was really taking a toll on my health. Um, The pressure to stay a certain weight and, you know, look a certain way was really taxing. Also, the the hours were unbelievable, you know, getting up at five o'clock in the morning to train people, then going home, taking a nap, then getting back up, going back and training more people at night was just really, really hard on me. And um, so I kind of knew the writing was on the wall. I had to find a different... Solution. So, I started when I was, and that, that same time I was just starting nutrition school, and I was learning so much stuff. And I started writing it down to my training clients. I had a newsletter, so I was sending it out every week. And I was so excited about everything I was learning in nutrition school. And um, my friend, you should just. Write. So I was like, okay, I guess. <laughs> so I started blogging and within a f- it took about 2 years but within 2 years I was making enough money to quit training. So I was like, all right, that's good <laughs> cuz I cuz working at home was so much better for my health than running all over the place with these with these clients and stuff. So um that would made a big difference cuz then I could kind of focus on my health and you know cooking and I mean I wish I had carnivore back then I wouldn't have been trying to cook all the time you know, <laughs> you know? but um you know but I think we we move along as we're able as as we're ready like I wasn't I mean I heard of that way back then but it wasn't I wasn't ready for it you know I mean you you sometimes you have to take baby steps <laughs>
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what we see with people that really overcome these serious uh, health issues is empowering themselves, becoming an expert in their own condition, and then just naturally start sharing and helping with those around them. And, and next thing you know, they have this this passion and this purpose and And that's certainly been your story and it's really, really cool. Um, So here you have have a passion, you have a purpose, but inevitably adversity and different things pop up along the way. So we'd love to hear a little bit about what were some of the strategies that you used and what do you do when you come up to those walls and you feel like you're stuck and how do you overcome?
2: I mean, I think the biggest thing is I mean, I, I still, I mean, I think if I was in school nowadays, I would have been diagnosed with ADD or something like that. Like, so it's very easy for me to get overwhelmed. And, uh, so what I've had to do is just segment things down into little pieces. So, and not think about every single day coming up. Just think about, I'm going to do this one thing. I'm going to figure out this one part and then I'll figure out the rest tomorrow, you know, or because if you think about every single thing you have to do, you won't be able to do anything. You'll just be in paralysis. So, um, you, so you'll just, you'll never get started. So, you know, when, when I start a big project or, or anything, it's just start with one page or one recipe or <laughs> one picture, you know, and then it's like, um, you know, recently I just started my YouTube and, uh, you know, you see these people with a million followers and you're like, well, that's never going to happen to me. And um, But my first goal was just get a thousand subscribers. You know, that's what YouTube is Is it requires, you know, that's their first like benchmark. So I was like, okay, just get a thousand subscribers. So I just focused on that, focused on that, focused on that. And, you know, with it it was pretty quick. I got a thousand subscribers and I was like, okay. And then, you know, don't think about I need to be, you know, the next Johnny Knoxville or something. (laughs) You need to just get the first 1,000 subscribers or, you know, whatever your thing is. That was just an example.
1: So, Caitlin, you're also um, a cookbook author, and you're working on several eBooks. And I'm just wondering if you could speak about your projects that you're working on right now.
2: Yeah, um, I well, I wrote a book called Mediterranean Paleo Cooking in 2014, and that was really special to me because is, I wrote it with my husband. He's from North Africa, and so we combined a lot of his recipes. In that And and it has tons and tons of meat recipes because I've always been a big meat fan. So, I mean, anybody could still use it for a carnivore diet. I mean, it has tons of recipes, especially it has an offal section. So, if people want more ideas about how to cook their offals, you know, their organ meats, that's a good resource. Um, and it has a lot of autoimmune recipes and that kind of thing. So, um, that was a really big project. And... I'm always proud of that, even though I don't eat as many of the vegetables now. But like I said, it has tons of meat recipes. (laughs) And um, now, you know, since me and my sister had this big change with carnivore, she she really wanted to help me. We wrote an ebook all about how we got started because we felt like a lot of the information, I mean, we wanted it to have kind of a, a woman's touch on it. And we felt like, a lot of the information out there is kind of meathead, you know, kind of guy focused. So it's not, it's not for women specifically or anything, but of course that's our perspective. So, um, we come, you know, that's just going to be natural for us to come and it's going to come through, I guess. Uh, so, and what we were dealing with, you know, was like postpartum weight loss and, um, and then also my Hashimoto, So those are things that affect women, obviously. (laughs) So anyway, it's, uh, it's really a practical guide about how to get started on carnivore. And just the the common questions that we get, and we have meal plans, and we have some recipes that are, we don't really believe in trying to make pizza out of meat, or, you know, something like that, or make a taco, or, you know, we like just the basics. So it's like more of cooking techniques of how to make a a good ribeye or make and it make a different like th- two or three different ways to cook it you know when because some people don't have a grill some people don't have an instant pot some people so we want to give you options of what what tools you may have at home to make it easy for you you know sign me <laughs> up I cannot wait to purchase
1: your book <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i I think you can get the I think you can get a preview copy as a As a carnivore fan, (laughs) that would be amazing.
0: (laughs) Nice, nice. Um, So, one of the things that we always like to ask our guests, and we'll ask you, Caitlin, is who are you and what do you want your legacy to be?
2: I mean, I think always what I've kind of done through my work is just to empower people to take back their health and put in their own hands and you know don't just rely on a pill to come you know from heaven just drop in your hand and they that's gonna change your life you know it's you have to take steps every day by what you're buying what you're what your home what's in your home and um, I think that you know just trying to make it easier for people just have shortcuts for them to make and and just show by example that I live this way every day and it's it's not easy but it's worth it because otherwise I think I would be on multiple medications or you know Hashimoto's is a big form of uh disability a lot of people are on bed rest and stuff so I think that if I didn't if I didn't do what I'm doing and also show other people that they can do it too that Um, I mean, that helps to lift me up every day too. So by getting the comments and all the, the feedback from my audience that, you know, whatever I'm doing is helping them is it keeps me going. So I think that just, you know, making people empowered to make changes in their own life, regardless of what other people might think, like what their spouse might think, or their friends, you have to just keep going, you know, I mean, I've probably lost friends, I don't know, but I made lots of new ones, you know, so you just have to not worry about what other people are thinking about you. And even what your doctor's thinking, you have to really just say I'm worth it and do it for yourself.
1: I absolutely love that. And that's so true. And one piece of business advice that I got when I first started uh, was one of my mentors told me, just assume nobody is talking about you and just keep moving forward, and doing what you're doing, and focus on all the people that you're helping, and you are helping a lot of people. Uh, Caitlin, thank you so much for everything that you do. I, I love following you, and you're an inspiration to me, and an inspiration to women and men out there that are struggling with Hashimoto's, because you're an example of somebody that Became empowered, and through your empowerment, you started a business, and you're helping so many people. So I just think that that's really commendable and amazing. And with that, can you tell our audience where they can find you?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, almost everything I have is Grassfed Girl. So at in, in, on Instagram, it's at Grassfed Girl. It's just like Grassfed. On YouTube for some reason I started it as my real name which is Caitlin Weeks but if you google grassfed girl on YouTube you'll also find it um, and if they want to sign up to know about my ebook it's at grassfedlist.com they can get on my list and then they'll get notified whenever my ebook is ready so it should be a few more weeks and we'll have it all from the designer and everything so I'm excited for that Yes guys
1: definitely get on that list because this book is going to be amazing and I'm very excited about it. All right. Well, it was a pleasure to have you on today, Caitlin. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, Chris and I really appreciate it.
2: Well, it's thanks, been- Caitlin. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. It's great to meet you, Chris. And thanks for your continued support, Nevada. Oh, it's my pleasure, girl.
1: Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today, Mind Body Breakthrough. Chris and I truly appreciate each and every one of you. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend and to join us in our free Mind Body Breakthrough Facebook community where you can start peeling away the layers of everything that's not you so you can be you.